0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 132, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is and as usual. And joined by my two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. Guys, we had an expansion
1: this week. We're excited, right? Everything's going well. How are you guys? Um, well, I've been busy because we just got an expansion this week, so I've been uh, grinding streams and editing videos. So, um. I don't know, sitting back and chatting with you guys is a nice change of pace from uh, from grinding the content. I've got my first uh, day off of streaming since uh, the expansion dropped today, so that was uh, that was nice as well.
2: Yeah, uh, it's been pretty full on. Um, you know, like, like I said, this is a nice change of pace. This is probably the, the earliest feeling 10am that I've had in a very long time. I don't know why. It feels like I'm up at 7am right now. Like, I'm going to try and bring the energy up there. Coffee's been drunk, uh, I'm going to and keep up with you guys with all the yeah. hot text.
0: i'm gonna try really really hard not to take that personally come on <laughs> hey. all right so uh i mean let's just start with the big kind of elephant tree thing in the room right <laughs> we had a brand new expansion um and uh, i don't know who could have seen this coming uh but early expansion times have been dominated by uh by druid uh instrument tech making twigs a consistent thing yeah, it, it's a thing. It's as powerful as we thought it was gonna be. Druid, uh, specifically ramp druid, but also alignment druids and druid druids with tech cards, and who cares what win conditions they're putting in? All seem pretty, pretty bonkers
1: when they have ten mana on turn four. I'll tell like, I'll go ahead and say it. It, it, it's not as good as I thought it was. It's, it, it's better. Like, I, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be annoying. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I had a stream where, at my rank, uh, because, you know, Diamond players are obsessed with uh, mill decks for whatever reason, and, like, suboptimal Druid decks, Um, and I don't even know if this one is necessarily suboptimal, but, like, the, uh, like, weird mill Druids, and as a result of that, the, the Tony Druid is actually far more popular at the rank band that I play at than, like, just good stuff Druid. And so in, like, a four-hour stream, every single time I queued into that deck, which was, you know, a handful of times, I died on turn five. Like, I just... <laughs> the game just ended as soon as they, uh, they got to turn five. They consistently had the Twig Sphere into Auctioneer into uh, your deck's gone, and now you're dead. Uh, so that was not a great experience. The whole Twig Sphere thing, just, like, if you just start with those four cards... And then, like, toss in a win condition and enough card draw to d- get to that win condition, you just win games of Hearthstone pretty easily. Is really what it comes down to. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't feel great to uh, to play against. Like we talked about beforehand, it just turns the high roll uh, into like what the deck is. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> deck it just does its thing consistently when it used to like be. Oh God, they drew Twig Sphere. I guess I lose this game. Now it's it's Druid. I guess I lose this game.
2: It's not a high roll. it's a game plan, Right. Yeah, I, uh, man, I actually haven't been that tilted by it, because I kind of got in before everyone else, like, I, <laughs> I, I got, I got in on the Twig Sphere stuff when the, the price was low, um, and I wouldn't get in on it now, like, I, I'm not exactly, you know, like, I've taken a couple of days off streaming, uh, I'm gonna revisit. Tomorrow, we'll we'll see how the vibe feels a little bit tomorrow. But I've had a pretty good time so far, um, being the abuser rather than the uh, the one getting tweaked as much.
1: Yeah, if you get hit by a bunch of um like a baroque Astalor Alex combos, uh, you can thank Corb for that. Especially if your opponent plays a turn five UI into a turn six kill you with that stuff. That 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 is entirely Corb's fault. So uh, you can all thank him in the comments below. I have died to that on turn five uh, pretty regularly as well. Um, sometimes they have the coin so they can do it earlier mm-hmm. than turn six. It, <laughs> it, 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 it's all good fun. Uh.
0: Everything that's wrong with a wild format is always Corp's fault. Yeah. Um, I, I think my experience has been even worse because I, I've been playing at like top 300 legend And because the ramp druid was so popular, people have adjusted. And now I'm playing against alignment druids, which is even worse, like the win rate might not be as good but god it feels even worse to play against than the like Brand ask kill you combo um yeah yeah i i've just start, i've started i've considered doing the whole all right when i see a druid i'm just gonna insta concede now because it's just it's it's damaging for the mental man Corp said yeah i mean if you know that they're gonna be doing it right you said this in previous season if you know they're gonna do it it's gonna like feel less bad. no that is that is not true it sucks when they do it to you, man. It sucks when they always have ten mana on turn four, and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: I mean, nah. I just walk away when I'm getting comboed and go get. I like, use that as my uh, chance to take a break. Um, <laughs> Run an YouTube, ad, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> YouTube streams like uh, because you're you know you're competing with actual videos. Um, you can't have downtime or people like the viewership drops up a lot, a lot more than Twitch. So if that happens, I'm just like, well, I grab myself a cup of coffee. This is a great time to. Um, to to take a break, they can watch the fireworks happen. I'm not going to sit here for it.
2: And it's so funny, Ruffle was talking about the uh, terrible druid decks and how you know prevalent that is uh, at certain rank brackets. I mean, when I looked at the class winner for druid and I saw it was over fifty percent, that's when I knew we had a problem because people Mm -hmm. are addicted to playing like really, really awful druid decks. You do not know the half of it. You don't know not know
1: how many turn one Jade Idol shuffles into turn two due process I've queued into <laughs> as like an aggro deck where it's just like, in what world does that make sense? You don't know how many uh, Oaken summons into shellfish, Selfish Shellfish I've seen. Like, it, people are nuts with Druid, and so you're absolutely right. I, I actually was eyeing the Druid win rate in a similar capacity because I'm just like, this this isn't, like, your normal... This isn't, like, when Shaman is doing well, right? Like, people play pretty refined Shaman lists. Everybody knows what the Even Shaman list is. People do weird things with Shudderwalk, but it's less popular than, like, Even Shaman because Even Shaman is good, and, like, it's impossible to build that wrong. But, like, people just are out there with Druid and, like, in a way that's only maybe matched by Priest and uh, in, in the way that people just, like... Throw piles of cards together and call it a day but you can just win with that now because if you get twig sphere you're probably good
0: yeah as long as the pile of cards includes two instrument texts, twig and sphere your win rate i think is going to be fine right i feel like yeah. we used to make that comment as long as, as long as you have like Oaken summons vargoth and uh whatever the taunt flavor of the month was like yeah you stand a chance yeah as long as you have instrument twigs sphere, you, you stand a chance at winning a lot of your hearthstone games
1: right i mean that's just kind of how ramp through it has always been right like it doesn't matter what they're ramping towards as long as they can, you know, consistently hit the ramp and yeah, they can. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: Corb, I don't I don't know if you can do this, but do you know what the win rates of those rampter woods are if they have the instrument tack or the Twig Sphere, like on curve, do you know what the win rate of those decks are? Can you tell?
2: I mean like we have like the Mulligan win rate for the, the good list, like the, the deck that I tweeted out, he's gotten very popular. We have a ton of games on that one. That that deck already has 5,700 games since the expansion dropped, and the next most net date list is at uh, 560. So <laughs> people have really like yeah.
1: I wasn't joking when you when I said you could thank <laughs> Corb for those for that list. Like,
2: yeah. So in that list, like Twig and Sphere have mile win rates of like 76. percent um, you could also look at sort of like what the played win rate is of Sphere. Like if Sphere is played on like turn, you know, four and five and things like that. Um, and it's kind of like around the 17 number, like a, a little bit lower. But again, that's kind of just because people play a lot of really bad Druid decks. <laughs> so that somehow, like, they they might have Sphere, but still lose the game some, somehow. I, I, I don't know. Like people play Crazy Jag. I've seen a lot, a lot of people play Sphere before Twig. Um That seems like a light mistake. Yes. Yes.
1: I again I see weird things happen in Druid more than maybe any other class, so the fact that its win rate is so high like across the class right now is uh, kind of silly.
2: But uh yeah, the the good lists, they they do look well, I mean it's like T zero look good. basically. Like it's it's very good.
0: Yeah. I mean that's not even like taking into account the mirror, right? Like that's seventy percent with it queuing into mirrors.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's including, like, mirrors and stuff. And, um, there, there are a fair amount of mirrors, like, the, um, like, uh, Druid is going to, like, 25% of the format at Diamond stuff. At Legend, it's kind of, like, a little bit closer to 30. Um, but only about, like, only about, like, a half of the Druid decks in the format are kind of, like, good, like, like instrument tech-type stuff. And, like, only about 35% are kind of, like, the list that I uh, put out, and that's been net decked, so... Um like you look at the class winner and uh it's not telling the full story like the the good versions of druid completely broken and it it is kind of surprising though just how people are playing so much variety of it like people just are addicted to doing whatever the hell they want and they just i don't know this class man like
0: people are addicted to milling people and i I don't understand it but they really it's really an addicting drug like they can't stop (laughs) um yeah so i think we all can state that it this deck is a problem this interaction's a problem nobody could have seen it coming but they are potentially acting fast right potentially um so they did like a little emergency balance patch for standard uh, on friday we're recording on saturday uh but in the comments that a the lead dev had when uh, he was talking about the patch um he did say that they were keeping an eye on twig so i'm expecting that in the like normal patch that we get two weeks after an expansion we should see, uh, you know, something happen here. Uh, I know I know, people are going to complain about having to wait two weeks, but, I mean, this is kind of, like, the standard thing that we've come to expect, right?
1: Yeah, and, I mean, Aleko was pretty clear on this both before and after the, the patch came out that, like, this was something that they had pre-prepared uh, specifically for Standard to make, like, high-confidence changes based on, like a day's worth of data and a day's worth of standard data is much different than a day's worth of wild data. And that's why like wild changes weren't in place. It is a bummer because like temporary fixes like a ban have, have been able to be done through like a data only patch like that with, uh, with the numbers only. I think that's how we got like a test subject, uh, preemptive ban. And I think that a lot of people were just kind of hoping for, you know, some sort of preemptive changes with the, um, the The would have maybe been a good time for that to like do a twig sphere or, or and or sphere uh adjustment and like anticipation for instrument tech, which a lot of people saw coming. So it's kind of like it, it, it's a bit of a frustrating deviation from um where we were with like a test subject situation where they blocked that infinite combo that probably was going to be less concerning than what is happening. Uh, w- with druid right now but like at the same time test subject isn't the same sort of um i don't know nostalgic card that trigger twig of the world tree is not that any of us would probably miss uh it but like you know it's it's been a part of druid for a while now so it's disappointing uh but like i understand it it's a bummer that we do have to deal with it for uh, a couple more weeks but i i think that it's probably approaching the point where they i don't think there's any doubt that something is going to change with uh those four within those four cards
2: i'm actually gonna zag a little bit and I, i've mentioned this before where i i kind of don't mind playing in the dumb tier zero meta for a week or two if i know that it's gonna be fixed like uh, the expansion comes out um yes it, you know it's not the diverse hopeful experience that we all want from wild um but Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's fun to just do the broken thing for me for like a week or two. Like if it goes on for a long time, I'm sad. But it's kind of what happened with me with the initial uh, questline Warlock. Like I kind of enjoyed that for two weeks and things like that. I know that's going to be, you know, a different experience for different people. But for me, it's not too bad. As long as I know that it's not going to be a long-term thing. And um, I have full confidence. uh, I have a high, uh, what's the change? I have high confidence that uh, they'll be making a change at the Twig very, very soon.
1: I think uh, i'll just add on to that a little bit i think n- under normal circumstances i probably would be more okay with that if i i don't know but like making m- for me specifically and this is a very selfish perspective uh for me like m- making youtube content, it feels bad to like play as or against anything with such a short expiration date associated with it And yeah. like so it, it just like i don't know i it makes it hard to be, remain motivated uh when i know that something is like it's time's up pretty soon
2: yeah i, I was kind of the same when uh like doing written articles and things like that like a tier list and it's just like if you know that a balance change is coming in 10 days it's like what is the even the point of going to the work and things like that so definitely understand it from that uh perspective and it can also just be very limiting right like if the format is just warped yeah uh, it's what you can try
1: for a more casual audience it can definitely turn some people away and maybe not even return when things uh, get fixed too is uh, another risk
0: yeah i i like expanding on that point like I, it's really really hard to be hyped and happy for an expansion where we have a bunch of new cards that we want to play when nothing that you're going to play is going to be able to compete with the power of the inconsistency of Twixphere. right yeah and when that's going to be like 30 percent of your games it's just frustrating when you like don't get to play and it kind of just ruins a lot of the shine of a new expansion like yeah we'll get the change in two weeks but this is this is not like a a dark layer situation or a demon seed where like we didn't know how powerful this was going to be and it like like we knew we knew this was going to be powerful and like i think that's a little add like i think that's a little bit of part of what's adding to the frustration for me like we knew this was going to be powerful and it's ruining an expansion experience for me and and not just for
1: me for a lot of people and and i think that sucks so yeah um unfortunately the way the wild currently is mm-hmm. like there are plenty of decks waiting in the wings for uh to like be similar similarly stifling once druid is touched right like it's i don't think that yeah you had know, deleting twig even uh fixes the format um sure it makes it it makes it better uh but <laughs> like there are plenty of other decks that are extraordinarily limiting with uh within the format that um you know are similarly maybe not to the extent that druid is but uh going to ruin people's uh, new expansion tinkering so i I don't know that that's necessarily like exclusive to uh to this deck
2: i will push back a little bit on the well we knew um it's like we know because that's how it worked out right but like there there are other times we make calls and we don't know exactly how good something's gonna be like we don't know if it's gonna be tier zero if it's just gonna be like Among a normal better deck in the format, like things like that. So. Uh, even, if, even if you could say, like, look, I was like 98% sure. Like, I don't know. We don't know until we know. Those uh, are like your words
0: network. though, right? Like you knew that Twigsphere, we all knew Twigsphere is strong. And then we we know that yeah, do, well, doing it consistently is going to be powerful, right?
2: I, I, I would I, say that like knowing that the interaction is going to be happening every game, like when that happens is very powerful. But you don't necessarily know like how good the deck overall is going to be. You don't know how popular it's going to be. And you, you don't know uh, the, the exact details, even if you think that interaction specifically is going to be very very powerful um right i per, like i personally would have preferred twig to get gutted and the to change right especially when you see the weapon you know the weapon tutor but it wasn't just because of the weapon tutor it's because i've wanted that change for like 12 months or so yeah. so it's uh yeah. it's multiple things like a play uh, like play pattern in addition to the like now the power level issue that we're seeing.
1: yeah no i i'm, I'm in agreement there hindsight is a hell of a drug that makes people a lot more confidence or confident in their initial takes than those initial takes really were I'm fully willing to admit that like I probably underrated how like uh, impactful and you know stifling the the instrument tech combo was just because like I don't know I didn't I didn't realize how quickly Druid could end the game (laughs) after (laughs) they got that down right like like you know Druid has infinite mana we all know that but like you know, they they they've re- like the the refined lists are really good at uh, adding lethality onto just having a bunch of mana. I think is uh, the the thing that was um, maybe underestimated on my part a little bit. Like what they do with the mana is is also an important facet that like people weren't doing before because they weren't consistently getting twig sphere.
2: Yeah, like, being able to build around and include, like, UI, for example, mm-hmm. um, is, like, a different direction. You know, you change the build when you know that you always have 10 mana on set 4. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: <clears throat> so, that being said, um, we, we all have played other decks right outside of just ramp druid i know it might be hard to believe if you've been watching a court stream <laughs> in the past like week uh but he hey. has also been playing decks that are not just ramp druid um and so uh wanted to make sure that we touch on some stuff that wasn't uh you know the twigs for druids uh talk about some stuff that we've been playing experiencing um you know and and are kind of excited for or scared of um from uh from the new set and so i want to keep it in the druid family uh, i won't talk about bonk druid or questline druid uh or whatever we want to call it so specifically spread the word harmonic mood um uh kind of the big buffs uh to this deck and uh, i know i've been playing a lot of it i know corb you hit rank one again uh with bonk druid uh raffle have you had a chance to uh to try questline
1: it was actually the first druid deck that i played uh this is my the the day one druid deck because i had a really poor showing with like some of the Hero Power stuff. Uh, and spread the word in the um, the theory crafting. So I wanted to I wanted to get some redemption. And it turns out um, <laughs> as long as you put uh, sphere in your deck with Instrument Tech, you can go pretty far, even uh, even with a poorly refined uh, questline Druid deck. Uh, spread the word. Seem like the absolute nuts in in, in the deck. Um, harmonic Mood plays well with it if you get like to Dissonant Mood. Um, it. Uh, counters uh, another deck pretty well that i'm sure we'll be talking about in uh, kingsbane rogue because it like does the same thing but also gains armor in the process so it's like it's almost like if leeching poison were unnerved is really what it comes down to um which is a, a gross thing to even think about but um yeah i mean deck's good uh it gets a little bit more i i think quicker damage, thanks to the spread the word. I think Fungal Fortunes was pretty popular in in the past, and now you just kind of have a zero mana near version of that. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah, uh, I did get to try Questland Druid. Uh, It was kind of like my next on the bucket list. I think it's maybe the second best deck in the format, like even though it does line up terribly against um, the, the Ramp Druid, like that's one of the weakest matchups. It's really only like that and something like Agri-Paladin, which, come on, let's be real, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like, no one's playing Call to Us. Um, apart from that, like, the deck of do a lot, right? It summons really big uh, sort of zero mana minions. Um, like, the list that I was playing was using, like, Umbral Owls in addition to the Crypt. Um, I even had, like, Forbidden's Floop, which is either just, like, another Owl, Crypt Keeper, or a Guff reward. Um, so I really liked Floop in that. Um, ended up cutting out the whole... A consummate package, and yeah, I like. I think this is one of the best decks, and um, it'll be interesting to see uh, where things land if we do get like a Twig Sphere change. Because the deck that I was using wasn't using Twig Sphere, and it loses the Twig Sphere stuff. So um, you know, I, eyes up on that one. I think.
0: I will say it. Questroot is gonna always have the weakness of like losing to like Divine Shield taunts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know nobody's playing Aggro Paladin, but like decks that can play taunts and play for board probably get a lot better with a twig sphere nerf in theory right and so it's hard to predict kind of where that'll be positioned but i do agree that like the harmonic mood um yeah i know i'm the one like i brought up the the cutting the park panther because it just didn't feel worth it um and i kind of like the angle you took i think you were running groovy cats for the mirror right and i think i really like the floop as well um and so yeah like i think i think it's good i think the deck is good i i don't know that it's gonna be like runaway best deck in the format of twix fear gets nerfed but i do think it'll be like a good deck and i think we knew that it was going to be a good deck kind of it was already like a fringe playable deck and it was it was getting the even shaman treatment where it got like six new cards this expansion um it's
2: which was still that bet, much better night than i was expecting yeah. i
1: We're think sorry. i think corb went out on a limb uh tree pun intended uh when he called that it would be uh you know pretty strong look to uh, to go with uh, come expansion time. I don't know that I had heard that uh, elsewhere other than people just like seeing damage synergies and being like, yeah, we'll try it. Like, or like that kind of thing. So yeah, I think that, I mean, he called out the gate that it could be the way to just build your Druid decks, which nobody was really talking about. So um, with the Twig ban or change, maybe it could be. Um, but yeah, I think that... If it does replay, I I think if it does replace the current iterations of Druid, there will probably be a little bit less pushback because even if you don't have a good matchup into it, you're going to feel like you can at least play the video game against the deck, you know? Like, it it does kill you over several turns, so at least it gives the illusion of a chance. Um, It's kind of the same reason reason you don't really see as many complaints about a deck like Even Shaman or something that kills you over the course of... um, you know, several turns and kind of like strings you along a little bit and makes it feel like you have a chance. Even though it's, you know, a very strong deck, it's probably not one that will be um complained about as much as not only like Druid now, but also if it is the best deck, people will probably be complaining more about decks that are actually below it in win, win rate just because of the play pattern. Yeah. I mean yeah, I these,
2: do... uh oh go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say I, I do think that it also just has like a fairly straightforward gameplay pattern. Right, that like you, you can. There, there is more counterplay I think to it than to the Twixphere Druid, at least mm-hmm. in theory. Right? No, I, is, I, I agree with that. Yeah, um re- I do think the great
2: return, the great return of giggly Inventor to the format. Uh, <sighs> cool.
0: I thought you were gonna say something else, but um I thought you were gonna say Plate Breaker. But yeah, I look. I I have seen some shit. That's all I'm gonna say. I have seen a lot of things come out of an ETC that I shouldn't see come out of an ETC. Um but yeah, I I kind of wanted to use this. I I think if Twigsphere gets nerfed, I don't think people are gonna be complaining about Questline Druid. I think people are gonna be pl- complaining about uh, the next deck that I want to talk about, which is Kingsbane Rogue, which is basically Questline Druid, um, but it also has like uh, a higher damage cap, and it also has Cloak of Shadows and War Evasion, and you know, people it's really hard to interact with the weapon outside of like sticky fingers, which is also another card that I've seen, which is very sad. Um, But Kingsbane Rogue, another one of those card or classes that got like six new cards, right? Um, Raffle, uh, good shout on the mic drop. That card's very good. Um, You know what else is very good? Hip hop is very good. Uh, Harmonic hip hop is is very strong. Um, Yeah, also instrument tech. It's just third or fourth copy of your weapon tutor. I, people are still, I think, figuring out the best way to build these decks, um, I've been playing a little bit of Kingsbane, I've, like, gone back and forth on, like, a grow package in Kingsbane, which is just, like, the 2-2 two, two Talented Arcanist plus 2 Groats. because you draw through your decks so damn fast now, uh, with the new versions of Kingsbane, um, people are doing kind of what they did similar, uh, in Standard, uh, where they were playing, like, Cloaks and Scabs and stuff, which is, like, three or four ice blocks and you can't kill me before i kill you with a 14 attack kingsbane um but yeah i have seen multiple games i've had multiple games where like on turn four i'm attacking with like a 12 attack kingsbane and so i feel like this is something that it is going to be pretty gross uh potentially but i think similar similar to quest Druid is kind of like a linear gameplay plan pattern like, it, it hits you in the face and theoretically there there is more counterplay to that
1: yeah, I mean there's the ultimate counterplay in Cobalt Sticky Finger, the card that everybody knows is a strong strong answer to dying on turn four to a giant King Spain. Um yeah, I, I played a version of the deck myself that just ran um the four weapon tutors as the, the minions and swindles and you just always have the weapon. Mic drop, um I rated highly, and then I played it, and I was just like, my god, this card is nuts, especially with a prep. Like, it just fits in so perfectly. Um, I was just... I, I was legitimately keeping it in the uh, in, in openers uh, because it did so many things that I needed a card to do. And then I was, I think, misreading Harmonic Hip Hop because, like, it adds three damage to your weapon for two mana. <laughs> That's like... That, 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 that's outrageous. Like, the, the I like I, my brain just did not recognize how much damage that is for two mana on a King's Bane. And, like, that card really surprised me. Um, the ping isn't irrelevant for cleaning up minions because you don't want to attack your weapon into minions. And then you just get to bash people in the face. Um, yeah, deck feels good. Please never consider uh unnerfing leeching poison which somebody brought up in my chat while i was playing the deck don't ever think about that that would be horrendous
2: yeah i haven't really gotten to uh test the king's Bane stuff it's like the thing that i was most intrigued after the ramp druid questline druid so i'll get around to it soon um i don't know the it feels like there's a lot of potential directions to build this like whether I mean, the baseline one being, is it a Renathal deck or not? Like, I, I don't know. Pro, like, my inclination is no, but I know that a lot of people who have, like, mained Kingsbane previously um, have tended to like that build. Uh, so I'm not sure, like, whether it's just the extra health, because you do tend to, like, clean up things with your face, or uh, just because you do get very close to fatigue, <laughs> like, in a-, in a lot of these situations with the Silver Leaf. So, um, I think that's something to think about, but also just, like, how to build it in general. Like, do you play the Garote package? Like, are we running any minions at all, really? Um, I don't know. I think I think it might take a, a little bit to figure out completely, but Kingsbane definitely one of the decks that kind of picked up the, the most recently um, from the new set. Uh, and yeah, people will probably get more pissed about it than Questlight Druid, which, I <laughs> no. Like, I don't think that makes total sense, but I do think there's sort of a visceral reaction that people have to seeing a 14 attack Kingsbane on turn 5, which makes sense <laughs> when you kind of put it like that. Right, I think the,
1: the damage escalates a lot quicker um, with uh, Kingsbane Rogue so you see big numbers hitting you faster than you do with uh, Druid, which is like big mid-sized numbers hitting you, re- you know, repeatedly while tanking up. I think that, yeah, I, I I think that you're right on that player sentiment will probably lean more aggressively against um Kingsbane but like they're they're the same deck I, I mean really Questline Druid is just old Kingsbane not the super powered version <laughs> that we have now uh with unnerf leeching poison like just hitting you in the face and healing up every turn yeah.
0: well, a little bit of a side note I don't think any rogue players ever allowed to ask for a nitro boost poison revert ever now that we have hip hop like just not allowed to um, but yeah, I don't know that I I had like debates when I was playing Kingsman this week of like, do you even play like the Bucks and the Plunders? Like, like, yeah, I I, do you play so. those? Do you play four tutors? Like, what do you really do? It, it's interesting because it's been a while since it's been this this kind of deck. Um, I I like it. I will also say that the mirror is one of the silliest mirrors I've ever seen. Um, it's very stupid. Um, very one-sided in a lot of situations uh a, a lot more than most mirrors um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the,
2: just the, the more like the more one uh one note the game plan is for a deck the dumber the mirror is right like that, that's just the way it always works
1: yeah yeah the, i think the only mirror i encountered was like a Renathal mirror and the extra health did not matter because i simply just like drew my tutors and bust faster because <laughs> like i played the I, I played the mic drop, so it's just like it's just two people bashing each other in the face until one explodes.
2: How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: all right. So again, let's let's stay in the rogue family here. Let's talk about a slightly worse rogue deck, uh, but also maybe just a silly of a rogue deck. Uh, and that's the, the Edwin Giants breakdance rogue. Um I have I have had multiple screenshots and I have seen multiple screenshots of 40-40 Edwins. On, on turn three turn four <laughs> which uh i know we were just talking about silly um that is that is something i think that qualifies as silly uh so this for the, for those of guys that don't know this is the deck that like just aims to get down to like a giant edwin and then breakdance it and replay it or uh get down your man arcane giants dance them replay them but also get like an 8-8 rusher um very similar to the miracle rogues that we had like six or seven months ago but instead of locations you have breakdance and arcane giants um yeah i don't know this deck is good it's just really funny to see like 38 38 40 40 Ed on, on turn 3 turn 4
1: again. Yeah, dies to BGH, though, so literally unplayable. Unplayable. Yeah. Yeah, I think in in those instances Edwin would be better as a singular uh, 3 mana two two. Um yeah, the 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 deck looks goofy. I like I haven't had a problem against it just because like Somehow it feels like it's playing a little bit more fair than some of the other stuff in the format like you can <laughs> you can remove their stuff you can um you can just go over the top pretty easily is uh a pretty common thing depending on what type of deck that you're playing uh that's neat um like I don't know the it makes people feel correct about their prediction of um like the grona card uh, breaking the format or whatever the three-mana potion evolution uh that does seem to actually be reasonably good in that deck just because it like power turbo buffs your uh your edwin as well as um you know makes the giants free again but it gives you more coins so you end i, up I wasn't that. even playing that card in my versions of yeah? the deck and it was still really good so yeah. oh okay well i so it's even a cut. The breakdance is uh, kind of sweet on a big Edwin, too. I've seen like having like a 1616 come bashing on you. <laughs> like, it, uh, even when it was happening to me, I was like, this is great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't really gotten around to too much of the Miracle Rogue. Uh, I kind of saw it as sort of like a bit more of a meme list. Like, th- there are just a number of these decks in the format right now that just have these all in, stupid, full boards on like turn four. Right. and this is just like another addition to that general package. I don't think any of them are that amazing because going all in to lose to like removal isn't fantastic um, but they are silly <laughs> and this is probably the silliest one out of, uh, out of all of them.
1: I think some of that is just like how the, a druid uh, format looks right? Like you have to, the only way that you can beat it or hope to beat it is to get underneath it so like yeah a lot of decks that like spam big numbers, uh, you know, turn four are going to start cropping up.
0: Yeah. And, and then died of poison seeds or fliggle talks. And then we're sad, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, all right. Uh, next up Corb. I, I did say that I was scared last week, mm. uh, about these two mage decks and, uh, I'm, I might've been right. Um, so there've been a, a couple of people, there's been some rumblings of, uh, the hostage mage or turtle mage or, I don't know what name we want to officially designate it, um, but there have been rumblings that this deck is like actually really good. Uh, and so, really? for those of you guys that don't know, uh, this this deck utilizes uh, volume up and rewind um, specifically uh, as a way to just generate a bunch of ice blocks and solid alibis and frost novas, um, and then just do mage things of infinitely chain ice blocks and frost novas and this really dangerous card, Potion of Illusion, for some reason, um, and stall out the game infinitely and kill you with one ones or pings or whatever they want their win condition to be. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be a quest deck or not, but I think we were accurate in saying that this play pattern is gross. I don't know if this play pattern is going to actually stick around and, and be a legit thing, but I don't. Even if it's not, it's a really, really gross play pattern. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I, I played some of it myself. Uh, probably not a good list because it wasn't a quest list. I think that it possibly, probably does want the quest just because um, it it can be really hard to set up, and that like alleviates some of the burden of um, setting up like a proper raw math because with if you don't draw the volume up, you kind of just lose (laughs) because you don't you don't get to uh, start copying ice blocks you don't get your spells which you actually need you don't get your um, your rewinds online so you can't ever play the raw math but um, I mean I I very well could be wrong about that it just seems like you don't have terribly impactful turn one plays anyway Um, and it just gives you kind of a bit of a contingency against um, uh, against like poor setups from happening because like the that was one of the things that like got me a few times was like the deck just didn't quite have like it needed an extra turn to to fully set up the raw math and um you can also get into situations where you play a raw math with a time warp in it and then play the copied potion of illusion behind it and then you're set up because potion of illusion seems to be like the most limiting uh piece because it's the most expensive piece but when the deck gets set up it is it is so unbelievably toxic um i played like uh i think i played like eight um vardens the four mana minion varden against a mech paladin that just had to pass turn burn a card every single turn for the the sequence of those eight straight turns where i played a varden uh, <laughs> it was it, it's it, it's gross and uh, I wonder if with all of those ice blocks other than the Tony Druid, it has a decent chance against like the good stuff druid, and maybe that's kind of a concern is that it like isn't is an answer to that because like yeah, it does like the solid alibi doesn't do much when you're getting hit with Astalores, but Ice Block sure does if you're playing that sixteen times in a game instead of like eight uh Vardens like I was doing.
2: Yeah, in theory, that should be uh, a potential way to lock out Druid. Um, just because Druid is... too slow. <laughs> like, in quotation marks. Like, only killing you, like, turn six. It's really not fast enough if the uh, the Mage can get those blocks online and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't Parrot, guys. Maybe it wasn't Parrot. Maybe it wasn't the quest. Maybe it's always been Ice Block all along. And, mm. um... What? Mouth shooketh. Uh... uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe it should just say uh, once per game because that would make it in line with kind of how it works in BGs as well. It it's, would uh, also it's
1: it would also be in line with uh, you know how it was in World of Warcraft too because it was on a five minute cooldown, which was one of your longer five or ten minute cooldown, which is one of your longer cooldowns, so that you couldn't just spam it because of what it is. The problem there is we also would have to then you know give uh, Bloodlust a, a similar. <laughs> uh, A similar treatment, but I think that, like, Ice Block is pretty clearly not something that's meant to be um, looped over the course of a game. Like, I think that's... I've always been on... Like, since I started playing Wild, I've been on record saying that you should absolutely not be able to generate an Ice Block from outside of uh, your... Like, the cards in your deck, but I think that, like, further eliminating it, maybe making it a legendary spell in addition to uh, not being able to generate it would probably be a healthy change.
2: Yeah. Um, the mage stuff, I think, was always going to take like, a little bit to figure out because the set was sort of interesting, for mage, but um, the, the set is interesting. The decks that it creates uh, are <laughs> probably not. Um, but yeah, like, this is going to be very frustrating if it becomes part of the format. Um, And, like, if it's remotely competitive, it will inevitably become, like, quite a big part of the, uh, like, high legend format. I don't know if it's the type of deck that'll trickle down as much, necessarily. Um, But, like, people are always wanting to play the deck with the the dumbest, strongest late game. Like, no matter what it is. And Mage is usually one of the better options for that. So here's to hoping that the deck actually
0: isn't good. uh, Especially if we get a Twigsphere change. Uh, Because, god, I can can already see the uh, the complaints and comments already like in my head no, I it's not something that i'm excited for um i can also see my own reactions when i get locked out um but yeah all right i think those are kind of a lot of the new decks i know it's only been like four four days uh after the expansion uh for us to record this um so not not too many decks but i do think I think the statement that I made uh the last week where I think there's a lot of very playable cards from the new set, I think that still holds true. I think there there are a lot of new cards that we're gonna see. Um maybe maybe we'll be seeing a little bit more once uh Twixphere uh gets changed, but uh I I have very high hopes for this expansion. Uh, lots of sweet cards. Um so before we move on, um I, I know we did get a balance patch on Friday. <laughs> um These were targeted for Standard, but I I just wanted to bring them up uh, just for two seconds because they do impact wild decks. Um, And so the first one, uh, they made three balance changes. The first one was to uh, Construct Quarter, and so this is the Death Knight location, uh, was four mana, three durability, uh, is now three mana, uh, or four mana, two durability, rather. Um, So eating a second change, I know this was because the three Death Knight decks in Standard, Blood, Unholy, and Frost were all very good. Um, and so they were trying to bring all three of them down uh and then vengeful walloper this one makes me a little bit sad if not completely totally expected uh so this is the outcast demon hunter zero mana five five with rush sometimes six six um that costs one less for each demon or for each outcast card you've played this game and it was a demon you could philosophy it back back to its original seven mana um and then light ray this one's not so much played in wild uh but this was the pure paladin card zero mana five five uh going to ten mana instead of nine um corb i know you're kind of our resident standard player here do you kind of want to walk us through these changes and your thoughts and give us your 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 opinions of how dumb these were in your words
2: (laughs) well i mean like they they saw the clear uh class like the three classes were the clear outliers um all three Death Knight decks, decks are kinda of broken, Pure Padding was really good, Outcast the H is really uh probably like a little bit below the others, but also very, very good. Um, it is kinda of funny how they, they did like the classic thing where they buffed the really strong payoff card. Um for a deck that doesn't work, and then this time they actually reverted it. But it's like very Warhorse Trainer esque, right, with the Wallofer, where that card was already fine at seven, so it is funny that they walk it back. Um but yeah, just in terms of like the, the cards chosen and like the cadence of it, like the the timing, it does feel A little like strange where you know construct quarter seemed like the default way to address like all three death knight decks which all look strong because it's the card that's played in all three of them but yeah like the card wasn't good really in in, particularly like blood right like in blood which is like the best of the best um like that card was probably already gonna be cut like like very very shortly even if it was just left as it is so this change doesn't really like address the problem and it also just makes a card that was already fringe playable kind of useless like now now it's sort of just been nuked so i don't know these changes feel like we've got now had back-to-back expansions where they've done quote-unquote emergency changes where they did it with spitter and now we've done it again uh with these three cards it's like is this the new normal i really thought that they were kind of pushing away from making these changes after just one day of data because it seems like whenever they do this, the changes just aren't great. Like, they, or or like, there's so much room for things to kind of go wrong or to not actually address the problems. And uh, I don't know. I, I just whether it's even like this change after like one day of data, or even the ones they make after like a week, where they did like snowfall and they buffed Edwin. When these changes are happening so fast and so early in the expansion, it's just it's easy to miss things, and there's a lot of risk that you you like high confidence change is code for like not doing anything which is kind of what construct quarter is doing and they've talked about that previously uh with with other quote-unquote like high confidence buffs that ended up like doing very little because high confidence just means that they they think it's risk-free um so yeah i don't know i i hope they look at maybe changing the cadence of the balancing they're doing because right now it feels very lightning fast and uh, yeah yeah.
1: i think it's I think it's very easy to isolate um classes that are you know maybe uh standout and or like outliers potentially problematic in that short a span of time but it's not necessarily easy to find like the root cause of (laughs) within those decks right because um you know a lot of times it could be interactions between multiple cards and simply doing a mana tweak isn't going to isn't going to fix that and these like well i don't necessarily like inherently disagree with the, any of them except maybe construct quarter because my understanding is that's not like a good card <laughs> right as it as it stood in really any of the decks that so, um it, it just seems like tinkering or changes for the the sake of doing so without really like being likely to have too much of an impact on it like i think that zero mana five fives probably shouldn't be as easy to get down as some of these are but like There's still going to be zero mana five fives, just maybe like half a turn later.
2: Yeah, Death Knight in particular is kind of a weird one because, yeah, it's the Death Knight class, but Death Knight is just three classes, like in Mm -hmm. one. So it's like, yeah, one card doesn't really ever, it seems unlikely that one card is ever going to address the whole thing because, you know, Vampiric Blood is not the same as, you know, stuff going on in Frost. Um, and so, like making just one change to Death Knight feels a little strange, especially when like it's this card. Like you have to pick this one if you're gonna make one change, probably, and try and hit all three. But it's like it's probably a better solution to that. And yeah, I mean, these changes were probably just locked in before the expansion, like even right. launched, really. Yeah. So, but just...
1: <laughs> are are you telling me that Vampiric Blood is a standout card in uh, in standard? <laughs>
2: because uh... I play some standard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite it's quite a standout card ruffle ruffle if you're like looking for some blood death knight oh i, I would really I be grinding some standard right now it okay. is far it's far very it's deck. very
0: control warrior-esque right uh for the blood dk um okay hey look if you if you, you need to get those thousand wins somehow it's gonna be very slow if you're playing blood dk but it's a very good <laughs> deck because that's what <laughs> I mean. if, if you're winning standard.
2: every game yeah i mean how yeah. slow can it be
0: Nah. Well, when you have no star bonus in standard like I do, it is still very slow regardless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also
1: yeah. like be- before the expansion, I did queue up some standard. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I like I just started exclusively queuing into very clear robots because like there was some weird interaction where my MMR was probably too high to match with somebody at my actual rank. So it just like I just get all the bots. Yeah, I
0: I get into a fair bit of bots myself, but I have been playing some standard. I've been playing some outcast DH and then I've been playing some blood DK trying to get my 1000 wins cuz those classes aren't very good. At least they weren't in Wild, and so but yeah, I was a little bit sad to to see the changes to the the Walloper, but it was like completely understandable and at least they didn't hit the the Glaive tar or anything like that. So that maybe the Wild excelsians a chance maybe. Um but yeah, I are we happy with Saying that Construct card- Quarter is kind of just like, if you're, like, the one guy still playing even Death Knight on Wild Ladder,
2: like, it's probably a cut from your deck. Probably, but it, I don't know. It might actually still be okay in even Death Knight. Funnily it makes, it like, makes that
0: Cagehead inclusion that you were talking about probably a lot worse.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's not happening. Um, but I mean, that probably wasn't happening anyway. Oh, let's be real. Um, but, yeah, like, even Death Knight is so desperate for any quote-unquote value to just, like four mana turn your hero power into four fives might actually still be fine in in that deck even if it's only happening twice yeah that's crazy to me um
0: all right let's wrap it up let's just talk about kind of general impressions of the set i know they are a little bit skewed because of of druid right now but how's the set what are your initial feelings uh, about what's going on in
1: wild um i think maybe i just flat out underestimated some of the cards outside of like the the Druid Kingsbane things there, there are some like support pieces that uh, are fun to, to tinker with. And I think I just kind of like, like I, a lot of people do. And like, I, you know, chastise a lot of people for doing prior to an expansion coming out. Like I kind of wrote it off as, you know, early set, uh, you know, not having that big of an impact, but like, you know, there's some, there's some cards that caught me by surprise. And, uh, there are some that, um, I've enjoyed tinkering with the Kangor, for instance, in uh, big Paladin is, uh, pretty sweet Like <laughs> uh, it's probably another one that's going to do a lot better in standard but like my god if you're queuing into aggro and you get a kangor into a brass wing you just win the game it's it, it's a thing of beauty so if you can dodge the druids uh that, like that's a pretty fun one i will say uh i can say with a great deal of confidence that unless something drastic changes in the very near future one amalgam band is not going to be in top tier <laughs> meta tech in in wild uh that card seems like not something to build around, and I learned that uh, the hard way. So uh, <laughs> baited by Matt London again, it is very fun when it comes down, but this is not a this is not a game winning payoff card. I am sorry. I also um, like got frustrated in a situation where I had seven out of eight uh, of the um, mods active. And I missed rush, which was the lone thing that I needed in order to swing the board back in my favor. oh nice <laughs> and that feels really bad, uh so I just got to sit there and like I got stealth and taunt with this giant board swinging back at me <laughs> and, uh, it's It's a hilarious card, but it's it is not good. Right. thanks for mm. doing the math
2: for us, I guess, or the science for us, yeah. Yeah. we'll have to see the prophecy of matt london i mean he still he still has another two expansions all right we there's always a chance
1: you know, unless you're reducing that card's cost to like five <laughs> i don't i don't my, know my five or two five yeah oh, okay.
2: Harpoon two gun. Five. i know me
0: <laughs> what if we just reduce it to one with a with a scargill and
2: boom
1: there you go Oh that's the idea okay that's actually something
2: yeah um expansion uh expansion actually kind of like going the way i mostly have expected like i think this is like i feel quietly confident saying this is the most on the money i felt about release uh you know um reviews and stuff so you know no deck of chaos moment just yet um but yeah my, my general stance on this and wild like my mood about the general format and like the big picture overview kind of changes a little bit over time depending on like what what the format's been like what kind of change we've been getting what kind of conversation the devs have been having um i don't know i I, i've always advocated for like active balancing and things like that and i i do hope that we probably get the twig change and i expect that we will get it but i'm leaning more and more like with each passing expansion into the wild is a silly place uh wilds is wild kind of you know like that sort of general train of thought because the way i'm kind of saying it right now is that like the aggro wild, wild is an aggro dominated format and if there's like combo stuff it has to rely on really dumb high rolls and if the combo stuff is actually good then the combo stuff gets nerfed and then we're back to like square one and there's a few exceptions here and there like shaman has survived despite having this, like, Flogal toxin thing, and sometimes being just as good as the aggro stuff. Like, Shaman has snuck through as one of these, like, decks, but uh, that's a bit slower. Like, it's it somehow live. Like, I actually have no idea how the hell, like, Shutterwalk Shaman has even been this good for this long, but um, that hasn't gotten nerfed yet. But that's kind of where the format's at, and so it's like, okay, they, they nerf Twig. I think it's going to be, like, a lot of bonking with Questline Druid and King's Vein, and same thing, even Shaman, Pyro, a lot of that kind of stuff going on. It's sort of difficult for me to see even like Shadowwalk surviving because I can't imagine having really positive matchups and things like Kingsman and Questline Druid. So we're going back probably to this more agrocentric centric meta. And um, it just sort of seems like this is what we keep reverting to. And it- it's just hard to sort of rein in all these interactions and things like that. And again, that's sort of where I'm at right now. But it does continue to make me interested in what the wild Phase 2 thing is, you know, like what is the plan? What what are they doing? What is it? Is it wild or is it like something bigger than like new cards? I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it makes me very intrigued, uh, considering this is my general feeling right now. Yeah, yeah Corey, you gotta been,
1: you gotta trust the process. Come on. Yeah. What's he cooking? No, I've been uh I've been feeling something very similar with regard to the format where it just I that's essentially a more clear and concise way of putting my concerns about like the format doesn't get solved by just deleting Druid, right? <laughs> like it's uh, like there there are problems that um, are very clearly there outside of Druid, and there are problems, especially with some of the aggro decks, that aren't clear, easy fixes outside of like massive, massive shakeup. So. Um, until we really get a sense of what's coming next, I don't think we can expect those types of massive, massive shakeups until set two. So we're just going to kind of like live in that world for quite a while until uh, until changes happen or until we get a better sense of uh, what their direction is for the format. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I will say, like, that's I feel like it's been the expectation for the past couple of years of just like it's it's going to be busted stuff. We just hit the outliers and kind of go from there. I don't think it always just has to be an aggro dominated format. See the the Renathal meta that we had for a beautiful blissful like two or three months, but um, I, I guess beautiful blissful for some people. Some people probably didn't like it, but like it doesn't. It's not always going to be this way. I don't think it always has to be this way. Uh, it always just depends on like what gets released and what gets nerfed and what doesn't get nerfed and uh,
2: things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think Renathal is kind of the pushback, like the the exception, but Renathal is kind of. It's like a, an exceptional, like fundamental rule change to the rules of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's difficult to achieve that with like conventional card balancing. It, it's just like a complete rebalancing of the format with the different health total. Uh, it's like aggro worse when people started 40 health. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. But that's like generally not what we're going to be living with. Uh, so if they do revert Renathal, like ma- that is kind of this, like changing what Wild is, right? What Hearthstone is. Um, but obviously that probably isn't going to be happening for some time since Renathor doesn't rotate until next April um so in the short term or at least for the next year uh this is kind of how I'm generally sort of seeing things uh yeah yeah but that's kind of the expectation I am uh as well unless
1: you know something changes uh mid-year with the uh the announcement
0: Alright, this got very deep when I asked you guys a question about the expansion, but I'm down for it. Um <laughs> I I am still bring it, tying it all back together. I, I am enjoying the new cards. I think they will have an impact on the format. Um it, it might be in the form of Aggro with Bonk and King Spain, but uh we'll see, we'll see. Um it might be hostage mage. Uh God I hope not, but again, <laughs> we'll see. Uh but yeah, I I'm excited to see where things take us. I'm excited for the balance patch in two weeks or whatever um i i wonder if I, I think i'm very confident i think we all are that something will happen to twig i don't know what it'll be or at least uh, that interaction in druid i don't know um what else might get swept up in that if there are standard changes or anything like that as well but but yeah tis tis our opinions after four days of the expansion um guys thanks for joining me uh let the people know where they can find you guys uh in your content moving forward
1: uh, yeah, you can find my streams on both Twitch and YouTube at Raffle and
2: daily videos uh, on YouTube. And you can always find me streaming on Twitch at Corbett or Corbett Games on Twitter. And so much YouTube content recently on uh, at Corbett Games YouTube. So uh, please check that out, please. I'm desperate. <laughs>
0: Uh, you guys can find me uh, on twitch and twitter at get me out uh i don't post anything on youtube except for the podcast but that's probably where you guys are watching this and so that's uh good for me um thanks for watching guys thanks to all of you guys that listen all the way to the end week after week appreciate you guys hopefully all of you guys are enjoying the expansion uh give or take the druids and uh, we'll see you guys again next week with some more analysis and decks and things like that take care